Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. We speak with Justin Tremaine, the MD of Exor Resources. They're an ASX gold explorer with assets in Cote d'Ivoire, West Africa. We talk to him about their change of business plan and why they've decided to do that. The recent drill results, which were quite good, had a negative effect on share price. And we ask if he understands why. Plus, we talk about something a little bit topical, which is terrorist activity in West Africa. It seems to be quite topical at the moment. And we ask if that's having an impact on their business. Hope you enjoy the podcast and let us know what you think. Good morning, Justin. How are you? Thanks, Matt. And thanks for your time today. Yes, well, it's probably a good afternoon for you, I, I suspect. You're in Perth at the moment. That's right. That's right. Okay. Well, let's do the usual thing. One minute summary for people new to the story, and we'll get stuck into it after that. Yeah, sure. So Exor is a uh, gold exploration company uh, focused on northern Cote d'Ivoire in West Africa, where we've now been um, exploring for a little over 12 months. It's about 14 months since we've been in the country. Uh, we've been very busy over the last 12 months uh, building our our position in Northern Cote d'Ivoire, which we think is highly prospective for uh, large gold deposits and, and it's a proven, uh, proven uh, jurisdiction or proven geology for, for big discoveries. So we've now increased our position to close to 2,000 square kilometres uh, or within a uh, 50 to 60 kilometre radius. And then we've been drilling on two um, uh, main prospects, which we call the uh, Antoinette area, which is um, appeared to be a collection of uh, of uh, gold targets that we've been drilling on there. And then sure, uh, not far from there, the Veronique Prospect, which is about 10 kilometres south in the same permit area, uh, where we've uh, been doing air core drilling in the earlier part of uh, last year and then commenced an RC uh, program, our maiden RC program in December of last year. We've just been recently reporting the initial results uh, from there. And we're well funded. Uh, we, we undertook a... Uh, uh, equity raising in uh, November last year, which uh, bolstered our cash position. So we finished the year with about uh, $14.5 million uh, cash, which puts us in a well-funded position to continue um, our aggressive drilling and exploration programs. Beautiful. Great summary. Okay, we're going to start this uh, interview off where you picked up last time, which was, I think you, you raised the subject, so I'm going to raise it with you again. Um, terrorist activity. It's in the back of your presentation. Um, it's very topical at the moment in the sense that people are concerned with what's going on in Mali, which is to the north of you. You are, in, as you, you, you are also quite close to the border there, also quite close to Burkina Faso, which you know we've had conversation with security companies there. They say Burkina Faso outside of the capital city is a no-go zone. How's it affecting you? Well, at the moment, it's not affecting us, um, although it's a situation we have to monitor um, very closely. As you say, say we're, we're not far from the border. But at this, uh, at the moment, you know, there hasn't been any incidents in Cote d'Ivoire. And Cote d'Ivoire does have a, a strong government, I think, relative to those northern uh, countries. And also has quite a strong uh, military presence and, and also is well supported um, due to its history by the French government as well. Um, so at the moment, you know, we, we don't employ any security at the moment, so we're comfortable to go about our exploration as business as usual, but it's uh, obviously something that we closely uh, monitor. And I think, you know, as a, as a broad, it obviously puts uh, West Africa in a, a 
questionable spot light. Um, but um, when you dig down into it, it, it it's actually making Cote d'Ivoire a very attractive place, particularly for corporates to invest. It's obviously been a lot of success that's come out of Burkina Faso in particular over the last 15 years. The number of mines developed there and a number of very successful companies have, have come out on the back of that. Um, and like all companies are always looking to grow. And I think it'd be very difficult at the moment to grow through exploration in uh, countries like Burkina and uh, Mali. So a place like Cote d'Ivoire, which hasn't had the same exploration focus as those countries um, due to its own political issues back in the uh, early 2000s. Um, but now given it's been very stable for the, for the last seven or eight years and it has the same geology, uh, but just hasn't had the exploration focus. Um, now, given the security situation to the north, it's uh, making Cote d'Ivoire a very attractive place for corporates in particular to invest. And, you know, there has been some recent activity uh, uh, which has um, demonstrated that um, over okay. the last six months. Okay, so appreciate you want to talk about the you know, political stability, but I'm, I'm talking about a an organisation, ISIS, ISGS, whatever you want to call it, which doesn't respect boundaries and there have been incursions from Mali into Burkina um, and into several of the northern territories of some of these West African countries. Um, you guys haven't seen anything yet, but when incursions have happened elsewhere, they're, 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 they're fast, they're well-armed, um, there's a lot of them, and they're taking out, you know, police stations of, you know, 80 people, like three weeks ago, 70 plus police wiped out you know, before Christmas and December, same thing, about 80 plus police wiped out. These, these are well-armed people. Are you more or less nervous than you were when we spoke in August? Well, I think equally. Um, I don't think our position has changed and our position on the ground hasn't changed. Um, you know, it hasn't uh, got to the stage where we've... Uh, decided to, um, you know, uh, employ security. So, you know, I don't think our assessment has really changed over the last six months. But as I said, you know, it's something that we monitor very closely. Um, it is um, partly related, I believe, to the political stability. I mean, these groups do definitely take advantage when there is a period of political instability. You know, that's when they, um, they take advantage and, you um, and there's not a strong government to to um, govern the country, and that's when these groups you know, really take advantage of, of that. So I think it is sort of linked to the political situation, mm. and I think that's some of the issues that you're seeing in Burkina Faso and, and Mali. Okay, and do, and do you think like producing companies are more susceptible to activity than exploration companies? Because I mean, there's a there's a monetary component to this, which you know, again, we've seen that in oil in the in the east of Africa where you know when there's oil uh, to be taken and sold it you know you do see a lot more activity do you think that you're yeah for sure like a that? mining operation mining operation is definitely a bigger target um it's a more visible target you know exploration you can keep a low profile um so it's not as visual um so i think a mining operation is, is definitely a, a more obvious target you know, having said that, I guess, you know, a mining operation has the benefit of being in one place so you can employ security and you can install fencing and, and you can, um, you know, can protect that area, whereas exploration, you're obviously moving around um, a lot more. And so I think, you know, that's coming back to my point in, in Burkina and Mali, undertaking exploration to, to grow a company beyond its existing operations 
in those countries with the security issue becomes difficult because you can't provide the same security uh, for an exploration team as you can for a mining operation. Okay, look, I appreciate you covering that. We need to talk about it because everyone's talking about it. Okay, so thanks for sharing your sure. view. Um, you said on the when we spoke last, we were talking about strategy and plans. Um, you were going to deliver a maiden resource in September. Did that happen? No, we haven't delivered that main resource at the moment. We came Why? out to the market and said wanted to undertake more drilling. Right. So we drilled uh, on resource drilling, which uh, we drilled on 40 meter spacing, so sufficient for a resource, about 1,000 meters of strike on our Antoinette Central discovery. And then we undertook shallow air core drilling, which is just in the top 30 meters over another 900 meters um, of extensions to the south of that 1,000 meters that okay. we've already drilled. And we've got positive results there. And so we decided we wanted to uh, follow that up with um, further RC and infill drilling and, and bring that into a maiden Okay, we'll talk about that. We will talk about that in a second. But I want to understand why you went from we want to deliver four to five hundred thousand answers to show analysts. I think you quoted to me that we are doing something. Things are progressing. You then, although you did say it was a bit of a debate at board level, you then decided not to. So what was the? Why the shift in thinking? What what went on in the discussions in the board? Well, really feedback from shareholders that they were very pleased with the drilling results that we we're putting out and just wanted to see us continue to drill and if you go back to the interview really our strategy here is to define a you know plus two million ounce resource so any resource that we put out you know back then or or in the near future would be very much a maiden resource and an interim step it's not our not our end game um so it's not like we want to define half a million ounces and and be done with that we're, we're really in the our strategy is to define two million ounces, so it's really just a stepping stone. Um, and as I said, you know, our shareholders were very comfortable as to continue to to drill and to step out to progress, you know, quicker towards that ultimate end uh, game. Right. And so, but you- it is it was as you say, you know, something we debated um, about putting out saying that's tangible, I guess, for people to be able to um, look at. And it's an ongoing debate. And as I said, we've done sufficient drilling over a thousand meters now to, to do that, um, if we so wish, but we really just wanted to test some of these extensions, uh, particularly over January and February. No, I appreciate that. Cause I mean, we did, I did ask the question, what, you know, why do that and why not continue to drill at the time? And it's good that you're listening to shareholders. So it's got nothing to do with the fact that the results didn't give you the kind of data that you wanted. No. You, f- you felt the results were no. good, and it's going to give you the scale, not just the grade, but the scale of operation which you're seeking, this two to three million ounces you previously talked yeah, about. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, um, you know, particularly sophisticated investors can look at our drilling results. Uh, it's very transparent nowadays, and, um, and you know, can make their own estimate um, of what we've drilled so far. And, mm. um, yes, yeah, certainly from what we wanted to get to, we sort of achieved that, but now it was a matter of testing whether we can... Uh, Continue to grow that deposit in particular, right? Uh, and also, we wanted the opportunity to go and test some of these other targets. For instance, uh, Veronique, which we've uh, put some recent results out over yep. the last uh, few months. Right. So you you don't feel okay. Again, I'm just going back to what you told me at the time. You said this was about that maiden resource is important because it adds value for shareholders. But you found a different way of adding value for shareholders. You, you think by continuing to drill. Yeah, I think that's right. As I said, you know, our, our investors, particularly, I guess, our major investors, longer term investors are, 
are really there for a two million ounce uh, resource that's going to be a standalone project uh, rather than a half a million ounce uh, resource, which would be a stepping stone. And I think you know those those shareholders can make their own estimate as to where we're at at any particular time based okay. on the early results published. Okay, so so and so let's let's come down to that because obviously you're a relatively new company with a lot of cash, which again I want to talk about because you know you've, you raised a little bit yeah. more money, which is it's excellent, uh, better than a lot, better position than most people. But let's talk about that shareholder value creation. Okay, so you felt uh, main resource would do that, but you've decided to kind of change that, well, not deliver that, but delay the delivery of that and keep keep drilling. I get it, but if I look at your share price from when we spoke. From eight cents, you're at six cents today. You saw an initial sort of flourish when in September lasted a brief moment. Your drill results, which you announced recently, again didn't really have the impact. Saw some big selling going on. How hard is it as a CEO of a junior company to deliver a shareholder value or to control the components which you think will deliver a shareholder value? Because the things which so far you've told me would deliver shareholder value. Have seen a negative effect. What's going on? Yeah, well, I think our, our share price sort of did rally um, up until October, November. Um, I think up sort of ten cents. Remember, we started the year last year at uh, about just under five cents uh, when, when we went into this project. Yeah, um, and then we raised some money. So, but it is challenging. You you do sort of uh, live and die by your next set of drilling results, uh, particularly with the retail investors. Um, yeah. We're probably a little bit more short-term sighted and want to see the next lot of drilling results, um, and that's, I guess, what part of the reasons we undertook that raising. There was appetite there from um, sort of institutional shareholders who we'd expect to be a bit longer-term investors, mm. and it puts us in, maintains us in a well-positioned, well-funded position, so that we don't need to be too concerned about our share price in the short term and reaction to some drilling results that we publish next week or a week after. Yeah. Um, and we can be more, you know, focused on our ultimate goal, which is defining a, you know, standalone substantial jork resource. Yeah. You you were kind of in that position when we last spoke in October because you had about ten million bucks then. I think you, you said you've got about fourteen million bucks now. Um, yeah. You don't. In many ways, you kind of don't really need to worry about what the retail think, do you? Don't you just kind of get get on with the business of of, of drilling and mining? Well, you, you know, in, in theory you do, but um, unfortunately most exploration companies need to raise more money at some point. And as you touched, uh, most exploration companies are looking at raising, having to raise money in the next six months. And so you do really need to be focused on your share price because that's all results in dilution, you know, if you're raising money at a, at a, um, at a low share price. Um, but you know, if you do have a well-funded position, I guess you can not be too as concerned about the short, short-term share price, but can't lose sight of the fact that uh, you know a substantial part of your register is made up of um, retail shareholders who are very concerned about the share price on okay. a week-to-week basis. So, so, so tell me, you, you the last set of results, drill results that you announced, quite good, right? You must have been pleased. Are you pleased? Yeah, we're pleased with the Veronique results we put out. I mean, right. it's different to the Antoinette area where we're getting broader. You know, good grade, like a couple of grams, yeah. Yep. Uh, but over broad, broad widths. Whereas Veronique is uh, different geology; it's it's high grade, 
narrower yep. but very high-grade uh, quartz veins, but we're talking you know, grades of 20 to 40 grams per tonne. Right, fantastic. So very, very different types of mining going on. So you're, you're pleased with what you're seeing. So why the negative reaction in the market? Why the big sell-off? Was this from like one or two shareholders or was it across the board? What were yeah, they reacting to? What's the answer? Uh, I, I, I still don't have the answer to that. We were very surprised by the sell-off. Um, there, there was certainly in the raising that we did um, in November, you know, there was one of the larger participants in that raising who was a new shareholder to the company. As you know, definitely seems to have uh, been selling uh, quite a lot of their position, um, which I think has you know, contributed to the weakness in the share price. But yeah, well, I mean, it's no hiding. We were, we were quite surprised given the results uh, by the reaction to to in the uh, share price. Okay, when you work it out, let me know because I'm confu- I'm struggling as well. Um, what type of what type of money did you raise? Were, were there? T- I sorry, I, I should I should know this, but what what was it? Was it just a pure placement or? No, we raised ten million dollars at eight and a half cents. Right. Um, and of which about eighty percent of that was uh, institutional investors. Okay. Okay. So so you got you got so how much money have you spent since we spoke last? That suggests that you. You've spent uh, well, since a we've lot. been in uh, Cote d'Ivoire. Yeah. Since, well, since we've been in Cote d'Ivoire, uh, we've spent about eight million dollars um, on eight million dollars. Yeah. Right. Okay. On the ground. So eight million on the ground or in, as, as in the ground as a company. Okay. Yeah, the majority of that is in the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Your GNA is not too egregious. Um, so how much has actually gone in into the ground? Of that eight, oh, about ninety percent. Right. Our GNA, you know, is is probably about two hundred thousand dollars a quarter, and we've been spending, you know, around about one point eight million dollars a quarter. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Not too bad. Um, so let's get on to your new plan. Okay. So there's a lot of AC drilling, RC drilling. Why? Why? What, what what's the idea here? Because you know, I think again, people are asking, you know, what what's going on? What's the meaning of it? Because obviously, they both sure. deliver different sets of information for you. So, what's the new plan? And are you going to stick to it? No, we we stick to it. So we undertake um, soil uh, geochemistry, which is just sampling the, uh, the the surface to identify anomalous areas. And then, I mean, one thing that we've probably changed is rather than stepping straight into air core drilling, which is really drilling the oxide zone, which in this, um, where we are, varies from 40 to 80 metres of depth, um, we will firstly undertake auger drilling, which is just shallow 10 metre holes, which we can do very quickly. Um, and we did a lot of this in the last quarter, which then allows us to, to um uh, narrow down a, a soil anomaly mm-hmm. to then hit it with um, air core drilling, which says drilling the top, say so 50 odd meters, the oxide zone, and then the next step from that is then the RC drilling, which is drilling um, following up on air core results to see if the mineralization that we get from air core drilling extends into the fresh rock. Right. Okay. And the end game being what? What? What are you doing? You're talking about targeting two to three million ounces because that's yep. what you you feel makes you attractive to people looking in, whether that be mid-caps or uh, looking to buy up more ounces or indeed just the market alone. So what's your game plan here? Well, the game plan is to to prove up a standalone economic uh, you know, goal project. And in our view, two million ounce resource in West Africa, uh, which should, you know, that's a resource. So you'd hope from that you would get plus one million ounce reserve 
from that. It obviously depends on the grade and the geometry and, and gold price. But you you hope to achieve plus one million ounce gold reserve. Mm. Um, so you're looking at a plus hundred thousand ounce gold um, development um, story, which I think is what is required in West Africa, and for that matter, really any developing jurisdiction yeah. uh, to attract funding to develop such a project. But that's our end game is to is to uh, get to a stage where we can develop a project ourselves. I think achieving that you know definitely makes you attractive to others. Um, if, if given the interest in, in Cote d'Ivoire. Um, but that's not our end game. Our end game is to go about our business in, in uh, making discoveries and drilling out resources and, and moving towards the, um, the, the ultimate aim of being a standalone uh, development story. Okay, so 2020 looks like what? what, what we're having this conversation at the end of the year. What will you have done and why does that matter? Uh, well, it looks much the same as 2019. So, you know, we've got a lot of drilling planned between now and, and June, which is, is the uh, the best uh, time of the year to be exploring in Cote d'Ivoire in terms of the, the uh, dry season. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've got a lot of uh, drilling planned, which includes step-out drilling on the Antoinette area to, to put into a resource ultimately, but also looking at making other discoveries, you know, within our, our permit area. So. Whilst the drilling results we've been putting out, you know, quite a lot of drilling results over 2019, that's generated a reasonable amount of interest in the story. Mm. We've also been doing a lot of reconnaissance work, which is, you know, geochemistry, geophysics. Uh, so we did quite a lot of geophysics to define and build up a pipeline of other targets mm-hmm. that we can get out and, and test, which uh, would then help us achieve that, that goal of defining a multi-million ounce gold results here. Were there any successes in country last year? I mean, who, who's done it well who's, yeah. who's been in country made some money last year uh, so perseus which is another australian company um obviously a much larger company now over a billion dollars i believe they've done it very well so they have uh the sasingui um, operation which is actually just to the north of us about 30 to 40 kilometers to the north of us um which is a modest resource now it's been in production for two or three years but is uh certainly making a lot of money for for perseus then on the back of that, you know, they've um, now been able to commence the development of a second project in Cote d'Ivoire, the Yare project, uh, which is a much larger project, uh, uh, which has now just started uh, com- the construction phase. And uh, so they've been very successful. Um, and then you've seen the other, other companies such as Endeavour, I think, have been quite successful um, in the country as well with some with uh, their ITI operation. Mm. Um, on the exploration side of things, there's a sentiment uh, which has had uh, a couple of discoveries um, in the country. I mean, they've been exploring there for a number of years now, but um, have definitely had some uh, success right. in their Dropo um, discovery. But, but those aren't peers. You, you've got a bunch. We talked last time about sixty or so explorers in country. You know, of which you are one. You have cash, which is great. Not all of them have cash. Um, do you feel that you've got the best ex- exploration story in country? I mean, it's a bigger world than just Cote d'Ivoire, but for as a, for Cote d'Ivoire exploration stories, are you, do you think you're something that someone, well, an investor should look at? What have you got? Yeah, I think because we've been very active, because we've got cash and so we've been very active with the drilling and ultimately that's what investors want to say, drilling results. Well, um, and so we've been very active, so we've been able to put out news flow, whereas some of the other explorers may be a bit more constrained from a cash position, just haven't been able to be as uh, active as us. Yeah. I mean, there's been other success stories. There's another Australian company 
Tieto, um, which has uh, you know, been quite successful as well. And on the back of that, have been able to raise um, money around the same time as us, in right. fact, and therefore be able to continue to advance their project. Right. So how, how are you going to start creating real value? Because you, you've, you've raised money, you're spending money, but you're not seeing a dollar for dollar return, I'll go, yet. Are you going to be able to do that this year? Are you going to see those drill results convert into share price appreciation? Because, yeah, investors want to see drilling, but they also make money when the share price goes up if they yep. decide to cash in, clearly. So what are you going to do for them? Yeah, I mean, obviously, we're very confident of doing that. Um, and, I, and I think we did do it last year. It was only in really December where there was some weakness in our share price. You know, our share price actually up until November doubled. Uh, we went from $0.05 cents to to 10 cents and then there was some weakness which was really some selling that came about on the back of that capital raising which was unfortunate and a bit of weakness in the exploration sector plus obviously some of the west african security issues that you touched on before um, but we think that we're adding value and it's just not reflected in our share price over the last couple of months um, and that's by basically drilling out you know a substantial resource and that's our intention not just on the antoinette and veronique but also showing that the rest of our ground has the potential to yield further discoveries. Okay, well, let's see if it does. Okay, um, let's stay in touch. We, we, I think, spoke nearly six months ago. Let's let's make sure we speak uh, sooner than that. Thanks for the update on the story. Sounds like things are heading the right direction. Just now, now need to see the share price appreciation and everything you can do to drive that. Be most appreciated by your shareholders, I'm sure. So, appreciate your time today, Absolutely. Justin. All right. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for your time. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to CruxCast or our website, cruxinvestor.com and of course our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming and we'll speak to you again soon.